0: I want to preach them on a combination of two sermons that 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 would dovetail. One of them was the scripture you know I love so much from Isaiah 26, 3 and 4 that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever from the Lord Jehovah for everlasting strength. So I I was going, so I talked about that a little bit about what it means to keep your mind stayed on God. I talked about some of God's attributes. If we'll keep our mind fixed on God's attributes that's staying your mind on God and if you do that Then you'll have uh, perfect peace. That will keep him. And I love that perfect peace. That's in the Hebrew. That's shalom, shalom. You'll have peace, peace. That's the way they emphasize things. Hebrew language. So then, uh, since the word Jehovah was mentioned, and it would dovetail into a sermon I also have preached here before, on uh, from uh, Proverbs eighteen ten, that the the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and is safe. And I, 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 so I took, I took some of my writings I'd written on there because I knew I'd covered so much material that they'd never remember it. And so you may remember the name of the Lord is Jehovah. The, that's God's personal name. I wrote a pamphlet called Jehovah, the personal name of God. That's the name that it's a burning bush when Moses said, who shall send me? Who, who has sent me? He said, you tell me I am sent you. That's Jehovah. I am. Isn't that beautiful? They just get chill bumps. Tell them I am that I am, I'm the one who sent you. So one time in my studies I was blessed to have a real fruitful time and I discovered ten combinations of the name Jehovah. And sometimes I use them in prayer. Uh, I'll, and I won't give you all of them now, but Jehovah Jireh, we sing that sometimes. That's Jehovah who sees and provides. There's Jehovah Roy, Jehovah my shepherd. We find that in 23rd Psalm. And all of these point to a different aspect of our great God. We know God has provided for us, hasn't he? We know Jehovah is our shepherd. And about shepherds, I think about shepherds. They three things I think about about shepherds. They lead, they feed, and they protect. We need all that. God leads us uh, by the still waters. We make us lie down in green pastures. And uh, you know how the 23rd Psalm beautifully goes. And then he also protects us because we, friends, have to remember we are Helpless as sheep, we don't have the teeth and the claws the predators of this world have got. So we we really can't come back at the enemy like the same way we come back at us. We don't really want to. We just can't do it. We got a soft heart. We love God, and we cannot be vicious like they are. But so we have to have a shepherd. Of course, he is our shepherd. He takes care of us. We trust him for that. And then Jehovah Rophi, thats the Jehovah the Healer. He does. He promised, I'll heal all your diseases. But we know, well, how come you're not going to heal will? Well, he may heal will. But what he really means there, ultimately, I'll heal all your diseases. And our glorified bodies, they'll be healed. Sometimes God heals here. I've seen some examples of pretty amazing healing. I believe very much in anointing of oil and praying when people get sick. So I know I've even seen God do some of that, too, some healing there. Uh, he gave Lynn Bruce, I think, I was several more years because of that. One time over here in this house, I think I might have been there. I'm not sure. And David Powell was here, and Lynn had this cancer. And so we went over and laid our hand on her and prayed for her. She got a whole lot better for a while. Got an ultimate healer, but he will ultimately heal us. But he's the healer. And not only did he heal our uh, physical disease, he heals our spiritual diseases. You may have some spiritual diseases right now. You may be filled with some kind of a besetting sin. Uh, it's it said in the Old Testament, he'll heal our backslidings. We may backslide sometimes, get cold he can heal those backslidings. We may have jealousy or bitterness or we have a bad habit. So remember, he's Jehovah the healer. I love that, the healer. Uh, and then he'd also Jehovah Shalom our peace. Peace is a wonderful blessing. You know what? We live in a world full of strife. And sometimes we don't have the peace we really need. But he's the, and that word, of course, Shalom means peace. And uh, we have peace with God and the peace of God. And that's, you know, the world doesn't have peace. The Bible even talks about it as being like a raging wave of the sea, just tossed to and fro. There's no peace. The Bible says of the wicked, but we can have peace. We do have peace with God. We need the peace of God. He He's made, he made peace between us. We have, were enmity with God, and God made peace. We're at peace with Him, and then because of that, I quote your scripture over in Philippians four six and seven. You know the scripture very well, and so remember tonight. You may need it tonight. That may be why God puts it on my heart. Be careful. That means. Worry real bad. I'm gonna say real bad. That's not good English. I should probably say badly. But anyway, don't worry real bad about anything. We do worry sometimes, but God said, "Don't worry. Don't be so anxious that it messes you up. We can't have fellowship with me." It's the same thing He d- done over Matthew six about uh, take no thought for tomorrow. Take no anxious thought. Same Greek word. Take no anxious thought for tomorrow. So don't do that. See, we're not made to handle uh, the the problems of the future. We had to handle the problem of it each day. So try to remember that. You know, you've all got problems. We all maybe worry about the future a little bit, shouldn't. So don't do that. Do what Jesus said take no thought for the The evil of the day is sufficient thereof. So back to Philippians be careful for nothing, nothing, and everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, should keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. One man said one time that is better experienced than explained. And a man told me that today even he had had uh, some hard time. He lost a child with cancer, a, a grown child with cancer. This same dear brother. that was a farmer. He said, "I never, I never knew what that text meant until I went through that." He said, "I don't know now for the peace of God." That's the honors that he is like. And one of our examples is Sister Sandra Dean here. She made me. She had her ups and downs. She had those times she gets aggravated. At God, we probably all do, shouldn't we do? But ultimately, she comes down on the right side. She loves God, even when she's talking and weeping. She says, isn't God so good." So, you, whatever friend you face in life, and there may be some tragedy we don't even imagine. I hope not. I don't know what the future holds, but peace I give you. The peace of God. It passes all understanding. You can't describe it. You just got to experience it. So anyway, he's Jehovah, our peace. He's also Jehovah, our righteousness. Now, all these got Hebrew words. I'm not going to try to give them to you right now. But uh, Jehovah, you can get my pamphlet. If you want it? I give you what I have to church. If you want it? Jehovah, our righteousness. And righteousness is justification. And the opposite of justification is condemnation. And right now, but God's word tells us in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, There's therefore now, that's Right now, no condemnation to them which are Christ Jesus. Now, what that means is, I'm just as justified as I'll I'll ever be. I'm not glorified yet. I'm still a sinner. But legally, in God's eyes, I'm just as justified as as I'll ever be. Isn't that amazing? That's kind of hard to understand, isn't it? It's It's as if I had never sinned. God declared me not guilty on the basis of what he had done with his son. And the Bible says we have the robe of righteousness. You're covered, my friend, the robe of righteousness. Remember that when you come to God in prayer. So I've said this lots of times. We're all Armenians by nature. We all think I've got to do something good enough for God to like me. That will never happen. God doesn't like you because you're going to do something good. But He pleases your obedience. But God loves you. He loves His children with everlasting love. Therefore, loving kindness have I drawn thee. So He's our righteousness. You're clothed in righteousness. Uh, he's chosen us in Jesus to before the world began we should be holy without blame before Him in love. I've got a whole bunch of scriptures on an laminated card I carry around with me sometimes, I don't have tonight, to talk about amazingly we are without blame and unblameable even. Isn't that great? Now, to Him that's able to keep you from falling, last verse of Jude, now to Him that's able to keep you from falling to present you faultless before the presence of His glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God our Savior, be glory and majesty. Dominion and power, both now and ever, I I'm going to quote that again. I want to preach a sermon like one verse some of these days. That's about the first verse I think about in the morning. When I get up uh, to pray, I did a lot of praying lately. I've told you that. we got so many needs, I have to, have to just pray. I'm back to memorizing a little bit, but mainly still just praying. And then uh, hope I can balance it out and memorize and pray both. Uh, I guess you just saw it at the same time. When you're memorizing, just pray what you're memorizing. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, what, else, what else was I saying? Yeah, now to him. Look at the scripture. last verse, now to him, able to keep you from falling. We're not going to fall out of his hands. And to present you thoughtless, thoughtless, before the presence of his glory, with exceeding joy. Every word in it, to the only wise God our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. Isn't that glorious? So he's our righteousness. It also, Jehovah is our sanctification. These are all Hebrew words. I won't give them to you right now. He's our sanctification. We had a Bible study last Monday night. We have one on Zoom every Monday night. A bunch of us preachers, about 15, 16 preachers and other brethren. Been there for a couple of years. It's one of the highlights of our week, Really? And so we had a good, a good study last week. Brother Jimmy Barber did a great job on sanctification. Now, sanctification really means being set apart for special use. We're sanctified in one sense before the world began in the decree of election, God set us apart to be a special people. Then when we're born again, He actually makes that real in our lives in a vital way. We're set apart by the Holy Ghost to a life of, 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 of sanctification when we're born again. And then guess what? This is the good news. friend. this is good. Do you know right now, I'm going to tell you something. I'll thrill you. You can grow in grace. You know why? Because God is sanctifying you. I can prove it. God's sanctifying you. I don't feel sanctified, Brother Zach. That's all right. God's sanctifying you. That's a, very, that's a very good evidence right now. God's sanctifying you. If you're self-righteous, thought you need no help, I feel sorry for you. But if you feel like I'm a broken down old stunner, I don't ever do anything right hardly, I want to do better, God is sanctifying you. And I'll give you two verses to prove God's sanctifying you. One of them is over in Philippians 1.6. Remember this. By being confident of this very thing that he, has begun to good work in you, will perform it to the name of Jesus Christ. He's going to work in your life. Now, Here's how you can use that. That's the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of the Lord. Here's how you can use that. The next time you fall or stumble, you'll stumble and you feel so bad, and the devil tells you, you can't get up again. You can call the devil a liar and take that and stick it in him. The sword of the Spirit says, The Bible says, being confident of this very thing, that he, which has begun a good work in me, will perform it till the day of Jesus Christ. I'm gonna get up and repent, get back on the firing line. See what happens? We get wounded in a battle. We go back to God's field hospital, but don't stay at of the field hospital. You can't do much good down there. Get out of the field hospital, get your uniform back on, repent, and get out of serving God again. I've had to learn that lesson a thousand times in my life. The devil will try to keep you down. He's a liar. He's a false accuser. But then the, here's why I know you're being sanctified. There's no question about it. In John 17, 17, which is the high priestly prayer... Christ said, he's talking to the Father. We know the Father always hears the Son answer his prayers, right? Let's have an amen on that. Always does. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. That's why we ought to be in the Bible, be listening to sermons and be memorizing the scriptures and hear preaching. God is sanctifying you. You don't know where you'd be if you hadn't been around the church of Jesus Christ. I'm a bad sinner, I know that. The older I get, the more I realize how bad I am. But I tell you, there ain't no where I'd be if I hadn't been in God's church. Around God's people and hearing the preaching of the gospel of Christ, being on the Bible, don't tell where I'd be or where you'd be. Don't ever despise that. God's sanctifying us. He's Jehovah, our sanctification. He's also this. This is beautiful. These are all beautiful, aren't they? I wouldn't go through all these, ten, but I am. I'm, I'm, I'm out through it. I'll, I'll give you a, uh, a summary in a minute. The last verse of Ezekiel, don't forget that is the last verse of Ezekiel. And it says, and it says the Lord is there, That's Jehovah Shammah. You know what that means? He's there in a special way, in a special way. Jehovah Shammah, that means he's there in a special way. Well, let's look at this a minute. Over in Genesis 28, the first time that the concept of the house of God is mentioned, that's the law first mentioned, the house Jacob said that he's going from Esau, running from Esau, has that wonderful experience of that dream. And see, Jacob's letter which represented Jesus Christ between heaven and earth, so the angel of God I sent him and did him on that ladder. Taking prayers up, bringing blessings down probably. Isn't that great? And so he woke up. He was excited. He couldn't believe it. He's out there in that old wilderness, running from Esau. Didn't know what was going to happen to him. And had this great experience that the song, Near My God to Thee, is based on this experience. He said, this is an awful place. He meant awful when he really meant. This is nothing but the gate of heaven, the house of God, and the gate of heaven. That's the house of God. That means the Lord, we know He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. We know that. He's ubiquitous. He's omnipresent. But He chooses to manifest Himself in a special way in certain places. And that was the house of God that Jacob saw Him. The next time we find the house of God mentioned in the Bible, talk about the tabernacle. The tabernacle, that wonderful tent. And so He's there with His people in a special way. And you know what? That tabernacle is amazing to me. On the outside it was pretty ugly. It was covered with badger skins. I guess they make it waterproof. I don't think badger skins would probably be very pretty to you. I bet some of those Gentiles that saw that tabernacle What in the world? Those juicy. In that tabernacle, that ugly old tabernacle. The problem was that it had been inside the thing. And it represents Jesus Christ and His church, too. My friend, inside that tabernacle, those exquisite, wonderful, beautiful works of art you've ever even thought about. God had men that had great skill to weave, and they had different colors blue and red and purple and all that. They had this gold that they had beat into strings and had it all interspersed in there. Just a wonderful place. So I'll tell you, those Jews, they knew it was a special place. It's also where God manifested His Shekinah glory. Well, the next time then we hear the God of it's over in the it's the temple, which is the tabernacle. Finally, they had a permanent residence. It's called the temple, which is built on the same order as the tabernacle, but it's more permanent. Well, guess what? The temple is called the house of God. And on both when the tabernacle was completed and when the temple was completed, the Holy Ghost came in with such amazing presence that the, they could not even stand to minister. Isn't that wonderful? That happened in the tabernacle and also in the temple. They just couldn't minister. When they dedicated Solomon's temple, the Lord came down there it for a while couldn't minister. The Holy Spirit. Well, that leads me to then, what is the temple? What's the house of God today where God's in a special place? Kid, don't forget this. Don't despise the church of the living God. Don't defy the congregation of God. It's a wonderful place. I've been around here. I was baptized when I was 13 years old. I'm 82. Do the math, if you can do it. And I tell you what, I thank God. He blessed me to be with his people in his house. I've benefited by it. I hope I've glorified God some in it. Okay, we know that. In 1 Timothy 3.15, he, Paul told him, If, if I tarry uh, long, thou knowest how thou, thou dost behave thyself, in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. And that, that's where the, the, this is a special place. Not the building, even the whole, I love this building. And we all appreciate this building. We want to love one, don't we? But I'm glad we got this one. I remember we didn't have this one. I remember, my friend, I'm around long enough, we were renting a place at 841 Stratford. We had just a few people renting. And God blessed us to come and build, buy this lot right here. And buy our house, which that's where we met for a while. Uh, had knocked on walls, I met there a while. And then God blessed this place to get built. And uh, he started adding people to it. And uh, then we got to add on to it. Uh, believe it or not, we add on to it over there. And we're hoping, my friend, to do it again. But the, 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 this is where the church meets. I'm glad we got what we got even as far as the building concerned. And I hope you are too. But, my friend, the, the, the house of God is the people of God that's also represented by the seven golden candlesticks in Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3, those seven churches of Asia. The candlestick the Bible says, represents the seven congregations. What that means is God's the one who chooses to put a candlestick somewhere. That's His special presence. It's amazing we could even have a church by name and not even be a church God, that God forbid. There are some places where God probably already departed. That word Ichabod means the Lord had departed. May that never be said, I hope, of Grace Chapel. Listen, I have tried to be faithful in my generation. I'm in charge you to be faithful in your generation. And you're doing that, but I want you to don't ever forget it. Do it even better. David said over in Psalm 13, he said, he said about him, when he had, by the will of God, served his own generation, he fell asleep. You served your generation too. You're here tonight. I'm glad you're here tonight. I wish everybody was here tonight. I, we got a Sunday morning crowd. I love the Sunday morning crowd. But my friend, I wish we had a, the, the same crowd every service. What I wish. I'm not fussing anybody, but I wish we did. Let, I'm, proud, I'm, proud, I'm thinking you're here. You're doing the right thing by being here. You're honoring God. So anyway, that's the house of God. Well, Jehovah Shammah means the Lord is there. And read Ezekiel. And it's interesting to see how the Spirit moved in Ezekiel. Read it sometime. See, the prophet can see the Spirit moving in and moving out. It's to brush your heart when it moves out. But the Holy Ghost coming. Get on the threshold and then be inside the building itself, the temple. So I hope and pray. And I believe he's here at Great Chapel. I, I sent it in the song service. I really do. I told you that we. It's in the preaching of the gospel and the fellowship of the saints. Let's pray. Always will be that way. It's Jehovah Shammah. We got three more. Then we have Jehovah Sabaoth. That's Jehovah Host. My friend, God got host, and host means a lot of folks, do not it? I mean, a big old bunch, doesn't it? That's not very good Greek, probably. Big old bunch. That's what a host of a lot of what are you talking about? Brother, God has got all kinds of saints. he got all kinds of angels. You know, we got book of angels in the world today. That's the truth. We have angels. God's word said we have angels. They minister to them, which shall be heirs of salvation. That's what it said in Hebrews chapter 1. Angels minister to His children. We don't, we don't see them, they can materialize. I don't think they very often materialize. Let me tell you a story. I can't prove this, but I'll tell you a story anyway. I, 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 it makes the point. Listen, angels have helped you probably when you don't even know it. And they're at church, too. God's Word says they come to church. Say says that in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10. They, they're in our assembly. They witness the preaching of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. When Judy and I were not, hadn't been married very long, and uh, Don Ellis called me that I knew. i just met him a time or two. said, Brother Zach, I'll never forget this. I picked the phone up on Theron Graham and, and Brother Ellis said, "This is Don Ellis. Brother Zach, would you come over to Indiana and help us?" I was just shocked. It sounded like almost like when the Apostle Paul, Will you come over?" So, you come over and help us?" He saw that Vision. And they went to Philippi. Well, I didn't want to go. Cause I'm a chicken. I mean, I got a good wife. I'm glad I married junior. Best thing I ever did. Uh, She's the biggest blessing I ever had since the salvation. I didn't. You know why I didn't want to go? It's winter time. I knew up there there was a lot of snow and ice. And I didn't want to go. I was scared. She was standing right beside me. said, let's go, let's go. <laughs> okay, I'll come. I'll come. So we, here we took off in of my little boat wagon. And uh, we're up there in the land between the lakes. You may have been there. It's desolate between the lakes or the, the Cumberland River. I mean, Cumberland, yeah, Cumberland River, the Tennessee River, whatever lakes they make. One of them is Tennessee. I forgot what the lakes they are. Y'all know. One of them may be Pickwick. I don't know. Anyway, the land between the lakes. Here we're going down this real slick, icy, snowy road. I didn't realize it, but on a Volkswagen, the engine's in the back with no heat up front. So what happened was, without me knowing it, ice began to form between the hubcap and the tire. I go into a skid. I can't pull out. I try, the wheel won't move. This is a truth. You have to She's here to witness. We went across a snowfield, slid across a snowfield, got close to a cliff. We'd have been gone. All of a sudden, it's just like a big hand thrust <laughs> down, just like that. I could not believe it. And then I couldn't get back on the road. You know what happened? That's my wife. You know she's not a liar. Oh, <laughs> uh, That's my dear wife. Listen, three forest rangers, I don't know what they drove. I don't know they, even, they appeared, picked that car up, put it back on the road. I still believe angels helped us. I don't know. I can't prove it. But I'm telling you, they can help us that way, and they do help us that way. Isn't that great? He's Jehovah's host. He's Jehovah's host. I believe the United States ought to have a strong natural defense. I believe we ought to have a strong defense. Our army is kind of getting and weaker now because of all this woke stuff. We need a strong, but brother, our defense is not in the horse. The horse is not the one safety is not found in the horse, you know what the scripture says. Safety is found in God Almighty. One angel. I am gonna have to add to this a little bit. I should be added to God's word, but this got you'll say I'm not really doing that. One angel destroyed hundred and eighty-five thousand people in one night, and I saved with, with one ring tied behind his back. One angel did that. But and so the Lord Jesus Christ even said, How many allegiance angels? He said, to God, can you have any angels? Twelve. He said, If my father wanted to, when they were trying to get him and crucify him, because he didn't need the angels. But if he had, he said, My father, if I asked him, was in twelve legions of angels down here. He got a bunch of them, folks. He's Jehovah host. hosts. We got a mighty God. Read about those angels over there in Psalm 103. That they do his will. Strong to do his will. He's Jehovah of hosts. He's also Jehovah Nisi. That means the Lord my banner. You know it says uh, in one place, When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Lord shall raise up a standard against him. Let's prepare to, I remember what George Washington said about the Constitution. Uh, this is, got, this, i got a reason for saying this. You know, the Constitution, if you know much about American history, it's an amazing document. It's amazing how the people accepted it. The Articles of Confederation Federation weren't working. Our new experiment in government would have had some, a lot of problems. So they had this Constitutional Convention, it's held in secret. Because they knew, the word got out, what they're trying to do, the people, a lot of them were probably against it. So they finally got the Constitution out to be ratified, and here's what Washington said. He said, "We have we we. It's not a perfect document, probably, but he said we have raised a standard Let all good men repair to that standard." I like the way he said that. Well, I'm telling you, we got a real standard, having the Word of God. So when the, when the enemy comes in like a flood, and he it does come in like a flood, the Lord will lift up the Jehovah nation against him. And the final one, Jehovah El Yom, that means Jehovah Overall. I can just see Jehovah over here looking at everything, controlling everything. They got these old airplanes, these AWACS. They control the whole battlefield, brother. We got the God who controls the entire battlefield. Now, I'm not going to preach on what I wasn't going to preach on. I thought I was going to tell you what I preached about. the quit. But I think I'll quit, brethren. We have a great God. Let me tell you. Okay, here, here my text now. Here's the text. It's over in uh, Proverbs 18:10. Get this now. The name of the Lord, that's Jehovah, is a strong tower. The righteous runs into it and safe runs that tower. Get some of these names down. Don't let it just be a mental exercise. Run into that tower tonight if you need it and be safe.